after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we are here to talk about Super Bowl commercials. Good ones and bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. You reverse skydive. Have you ever done that? No. You're going to be the first. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. As you like to say... This is kind of like our Super Bowl. Every year. I Every like to say year. it. I think we're, what is this, our sixth or this is our sixth Super Bowl season? Try saying that fast. I know, right? She sells Super Bowl seasons at the seashore. Um, Do you remember when we started this podcast? I remember like a, a big reaction we would get from people often. It was like, be, I mean, bemused and also like, well, how how many shows can you really do about commercials? Right. Well, they keep making them. That's the thing. They say. keep making like, yeah. them. We keep doing the show. Well, I skip them. Okay, good. Don't listen to the podcast. Stop. I hated that when people uh, say commercials. I hate commercials. I hate commercials. You should start a podcast about cleaning. I hate that too. Well, I showed them. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I have two unsuccessful podcasts now. Two and a half, three. I've got one called Death and Taxes. <laughs> oh. I guarantee you there's a podcast I called Death. I guarantee you. There's and a podcast, yeah. I will give an 80% chance that it's got an American flag behind it at some point, right? Is it, is it a Patriot-leaning podcast? It could be like um, Unpleasant Realities, but then what would the show even be? Look it up. Death and Taxes podcast. Yeah, what, is, what do we get when, you, when we type that into the Gorgle? Let's see here. Um, Death and Tax is a private client podcast. Oh, I bet it's for like financial advice. Uh-huh. We discussed the latest developments and issues facing private clients and their advisors. What is a private, private client? client? I don't is know. Is this a sex thing? <laughs> it sounds like it. Uh, it, it features interviews with specialists across the Burgess Salmon Private Wealth Team. Oh, so it this sounds is, interesting. This is a this is a um, this is a podcast for a specific company called Burgess Salmon. If I'm saying that correctly, I see. So, anyway, off to a hot start here. Uh, we might even have new listeners because it is Super Bowl season. That is when people's that is when a, a young man's mind does turn his fancy, towards his, his fancy, fancy turns, turns to commercials. commercials. That's why I like to start with something. Just just like really off topic and kind of like like let's just come up with an, a, a obscure, random idea for yeah. somebody else's podcast and then see what it is. So welcome <laughs> everybody. Um, I gotta say, you know, there was a while there when doing Super Bowl commercials was actually our least favorite part of this show because yeah. we actually feel like while people are paying the most attention to commercials at that time, and of course there's the most money poured into commercials at that time, often you see a lot of money but not great creativity. But I will say, I don't want to start off negative here because I feel like last year or maybe the last couple of years, we maybe started to change on that a little bit. We started to see some more interesting stuff come through. Yeah, and I think too, it helps that we are, um, we have reorganized our thinking around S Super Bowl commercials and uh, this will be the second annual Bowlies. That's right, so we are here to once again set up the Bowley Awards and this is how it works. We have about, I'm gonna say seven categories, I think. Um, it's a little mutable. Yeah, you wish I was mutable. <laughs> Hi yo! Hey yo! Take my, take my <laughs> wife, please. Um, anyway, so another thing, and this goes without saying, of course, but 
so much of the culture of Super Bowl commercials now happens before the Super Bowl, yes. right? It used to be, oh, I wonder what we'll see. They'll have the Clydesdales again. But now it's like there's all kinds of like pre-Super Bowl commercials that are leaked a 15-second little for teaser here. Exactly. Yeah. Some of them are only online. Some of them are, you know, uh, some of them air during uh, I've got the one here that's the, ma the making of the Super Bowl commercial. That we haven't gonna, seen yet. That we haven't seen yet. Exactly. So what we're going to do is we have seven categories and we're going to kind of talk today about what what is being teased, what we're seeing online, where the buzz is. And what we're to look for. Maybe yeah. start to maybe guess where these are going to fit within these seven categories. And then next week after the Super Bowl, we will put them into categories and decide who the winners are, right? Correct. So, for example, you have Best New Artist. That's a brand that's doing a Super Bowl commercial for the very, very first yes. time. And that's boy, always is a storyline. Uh ton of those this year. I wonder if that's because the the economy is changing. Is it a lot of Bitcoin stuff? And well, we have a whole separate category that's just uh, best new crypto artist. That's, that's that's its own that's subcategory. subcategory this yes. year. Oh wow! Is yeah. that on your list or you're just no? It's on you're, my list. You're, it's on your okay. So we have best new artist, um, and then we have most valuable celebrity, the most effective use of a celebrity. I think the mistake that almost every advertiser makes during the Super Bowl is they spend a lot of money on the celebrity and they don't spend any money on a good creative. Or they team spend to a lot of money something with on celebrity on a you know Ocean's Eleven's worth of celebrities, but then don't have yeah. anything for them to do besides mill around in confusion. Right, exactly. When you could have spent an Ocean's 13's worth. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, best comedy, that's pretty straightforward. Uh, you're a poet and you didn't even know those words rhymed. Uh, those are the, the, that's a little nebulous, but you know it when you see it. You will know it when you see it's it. And, the we, type of and those where, won't air in advance. Those no. will be live on the, or those will be released on the night, the day of the Super Bowl because they are very serious and patriotic. Yeah, it'll be maybe like a truck driving through farmland and Brian Cranston is like reading, you know, yeah, we'll some see. sort of. Clint Eastwood burning down a church for some, for some reason. For some, he went too far. He went too far. He came all the way back around. He came back around. Uh, let's get weird. These are the deliberately weird commercials like Hungry Monkey Mountain Dew Monkey. You, always, you get it more wrong each yeah, time. Well, yeah, well, my brain gets worse with every <laughs> passing moment. Hungry Monkey Mountain Dew. Can we just call the show that this what week? Is, what, is, what is that? You don't off the top of your head? Puppy Monkey Baby. Wow, you do. Um, I don't know any of those words. It's difficult for me. A very special. <laughs> Monkey Mountain. Oh, okay. Then we have like a very special year best drama. That that's gonna be that's gonna be a little bit like that poem stuff because the poetry stuff could also be like. Um, Common standing on a stage Technology for a Microsoft commercial. Something exactly. that we all use. <laughs> exactly. Whereas uh, the the very special year slash best drama that's going to be like piano. Yeah. We've all been through We've a been lot through a this lot. year. And I think we the will, good so, times and we're going to see nurses yeah. and, and healthcare workers. And then we're going to just see kids, vaccines in arms, kids with masks, raising their hands at their desk while a teacher is wearing a mask and looking yeah. uh, strong, but concerned. For a minute when you put your arm up, I thought you were doing the Heil Hitler sign. And I was like, oh, well, that would be a little on the nose. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole new category. <laughs> we, we've added a white power category. <laughs> It's, I mean, we're living in interesting times. I mean, wait, yeah. Yeah, right. Not this year, maybe. Yeah, um, and a lot of truck commercials. Um, and then finally, best dance I number. think most most cryptic white power uh, yeah. signaling would be a funny category. Oh, funny? Interesting adjective there. Yeah. And then finally, best dance number. Now, there was a time when the Super Bowl 
commercials were heavily into the dance. Anything that was that smacked of a flash mobby kind yes. of vibe. People love dance numbers. Last year, I was surprised. Very, very few. few in that category. I've expanded so. the category to best musical or dance number this year. Oh, interesting. Best comedy or musical? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> we, we take our cues where we can. Um by the way, you have that best dance number. You said, uh, is America ready to dance again? <laughs> <laughs> I like that observation. So there are your seven categories with, with I guess, an eighth subcategory of best cryptocurrency commercial. Best best debut cryptocurrency commercial, um, yeah. But uh, for now, okay, so let's start talking about some of these actual commercials and teasers that we're hearing about. <laughs> Hear the, you can hear the concussions. I love it. This is from 1986, Super Bowl 21, I believe, is where I pulled this from. So this was back when not only did they not care about player safety, they would release VHS tapes of like hardest hits, the biggest concussions yeah. of the NFL. Do you think this year, because you know it's seen to be something of a lopsided match, you've got the, I think, pretty severe underdog Bengals mm-hmm. up against the Rams. Um, and people may be rooting for the underdog, but I think the Rams are pretty heavily favored. I mean, is this a rough year for advertisers because the ones who are at the back of who are backloaded are like, Fuck. oh, interesting. I've always wondered about that, and we should probably look into that if we're gonna have a self. That sounds like people who know yeah. about the quote industry, like, which I, is not us. I wonder if that's like a, a kind of a wager you play as a company. Like if it's a really close game and it's going to sure. be like, do you kind of is there a good fourth quarter placement? Obviously, like the first advertising break in the Super Bowl, everybody's br- like everybody is bright eyed. They're yeah. not too drunk yet. They're gathering around the table because they're like, I'm here for the commercials. Not and too much has happened in the game. Exactly, and so you run like that first break. It's got to be the most expensive. first break during game time. Yeah. I would say. Not not, not even pre-kickoff. I, I would, my guess is that would be the most valuable. Um, but I don't know if they have a sliding scale as far as like buying um, those ads. Did, mm, I shouldn't say this because if you don't know the answer, I'm just hanging us both out to dry. Sometimes we'll remark upon what I think an it's ad like six buy million for, for a thirty second Whew. spot. Boy, just keeps on going in one direction. It's almost like everything gets more expensive with time. Yeah. Do you ever notice it's that? Like Seattle real estate. Um, anyway, so let's start with things that you've laid all these out, Genevieve, uh, in the comedy category. Yeah. So just to be clear, I understand that like a lot of like a, a lot of these comedy ones are also going to be celebrity loaded yeah. and vice versa. I'm trying to like roughly put them into the category that I think makes the most sense or where I think like the most energy lies, right? Yeah, and also these could change once we see yeah. the actual commercials or, or you know, how they're received. But I would like to talk about, start by talking about this Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen one because it is pretty much a gem. And of course, those two guys have worked together a lot. Um, we know their sensibility. Um, I was, I thought they might try, when I saw that it was Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd, I thought they might try to play around with Paul Rudd being the sexiest man alive this year uh-huh. and like Seth Rogen like somehow taking issue with that. But no, they actually do a little funny story about these Seth two. Seth Rogen, I'm, I'm scrubbing ahead here a little bit. He looks good. He's starting to get a little bit of gray he is around aging his well. ears. He's aging really well. He's a- he looks better yeah. older. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so the premise here uh, is we have Paul and Seth. They're sitting outside what is clearly a church set up for a wedding. It looks like a best man and a groom situation with Seth as the groom. They're sitting there. They're in their their suits and tuxes. 
and they're sharing a bag of Lay's and they're, rem- they're reminiscing about all the times throughout their long friendship when Lay's have played a part in some adventure or misadventure that they're having. Okay. Um, so I think the first one they'll mention is uh, they're on a road trip together. Okay. And they, you can, you, it's, it's very cute. They're like in a convertible and they've got like mullets and it's clearly like they're supposed to be back in the 80s, 80s or whatever. Okay, yeah, okay. And then then they're see- on a plane. The plane is uh, maybe having some turbulence and they're having confession time. I'm just telling you all this since yeah. it won't be super obvious. Next one is they're in like a dungeon where they're being held captive by some crazy stalker. They're actually, they have like, uh, what do you call those things? Manacles. Uh, manacles on yeah. their ankles. They're actually, so it's just getting darker and darker, darker and as darker. it goes on. And then okay. the final one is um, Seth, oh, they get into a gang fight, like a, okay. like a outdoor gang fight. Outdoor gang fight. An outdoor not, gang not fight. Not an indoor gang yeah, fight. Yeah, but it, like they're in an alleyway somewhere and a bunch of guys with like pipes and yeah. wrenches are attacking them and the, it's like an action scene out of a movie. Okay. And then finally, um, Paul is helping Seth move into a new house and the house is pretty uh, sort of scary and, and spooky and it's clearly haunted by a... Uh, like a ring type, a girl, like a girl from the ring type spirit. Uh, a ghost. Okay, sounds good. Okay. But then there's a big uh, twist at the end that we'll all hold off. Okay, on so telling. we're going to start again. These are all flashbacks, and we're going to be seeing them sitting on the, the stairs of the church, eating lays, reminiscing about these, and then we'll see the little flashbacks as we go. Nervous? Oh, lays. Brings back so many good memories. Remember our road trip in 97? <laughs> Our first real heart-to-heart. I've never seen any of your movies! Not even the ones we're in together! Hey, do you remember when that stalker kidnapped us? Yes! Lays was there. This is the dungeon. Lays. And he hands them to Lays. Do you have barbecue? Or a cheddar jalapeno? Oh. oh, remember when we stumbled into that turf war? Remember when you bought your first house? Okay, so that's really scary ghost lady. Okay, now you said a twist is coming, so we yeah, must be so coming close th- to this. He sees the scary ghost lady. Paul faints from fear, but Seth is just like happy to meet her. himself, yeah. okay. Now they're in the church. good times. They were golden. You ready? Seth, do you? I do. And Janet, do you? And the person he's marrying <laughs> is the ghoul from the house. And I don't know if you noticed this, but all of the his groomsmen are the people from the other scenes. So oh, like I didn't the stalker who held them captive, the uh, t- gang, the guy in the turf war. The, the outdoor gang war? Uh, the outdoor gang war. The outdoor gang fight? Okay. <laughs> That's a yes. Okay, then they're just dancing at the reception at the end. Uh, that's good. That was probably a little bit tough. Sorry, listeners. We jam these commercials jam a lot in, especially the storytelling ones. They but do. that's pretty. That's I, I don't know if I sucked all the charm out of that one uh, by trying to explain it on the radio. Well, but I'm it's curious charming. to know if there will be something more than this in the yeah. Super Bowl because this was quite elaborate this is not a teaser my guess is that is the super bowl commercial that's the whole ad that's my i bet you here's my guess that is the super bowl commercial i think it'll air early in the in the game and then i bet there'll be like little follow-ons maybe little little uh tags onto that throughout the later in the game yeah that that call back to mm -hmm. it oh that i think i didn't i try to make that a category last year oh you did did that get spiked the idea of 
like a serialized commercial throughout that you know I, always I think of tide as the one that did it the best so you'd be watching the announcers and then you think they're going to a commercial break but it stayed with the announcers and one of them has a stain on his shirt and it kept like i think the reason we ended up not doing it as a category is because there was like only one that oh, did it. it didn't work so it, it was like how do you have year? a competition okay. we could add that again if there is something like that but you're sure. right usually there's only going to be one or two of those kind of recurring, like, callback Yeah, best serialized. Yeah. Um, okay, and then we have another one now. This, this is, is getting comedy. the most buzz. Really? Okay, yeah. see, I, I don't know how I've been. I've been in a black hole of commercial dumb. So this is another celebrity-laden one. It looks like we got Trevor Noah in this, Jennifer Coolidge. Do we actually have Gwyneth Paltrow in this? Oh, yeah. I just called her Goop because yeah. she Goop. Yep. Um, this is one that's getting a lot of buzz uh, because when you put – vagina candle in a headline you get a lot of clicks mm-hmm. so i don't know if you know this about goop uh, gwyneth paltrow that um she you know her you know her like health and wellness yeah. ridiculousness goop goop um they put out something that was like a candle that had like my vagina in the name mm-hmm. of it and mm-hmm. i don't mean you know it's just, it was just total clickbait it, yeah, whatever. Just got the, it got everybody to be titillated and yeah. outraged on radio and whatever yeah. tit candle was a different thing actually <laughs> um so in this one so this is for uber uber eats but it's uber um non-edibles non-perishables oh okay um but like so you have delivery service but they still call it uber eats. but they still call it uber eats, but the joke here is uber don't eats oh, so what they have is a bunch of celebrities getting their uber eats deliveries but inside their bags are things that they shouldn't be eating. But because they're so used to Uber Eats being food, they just eat them anyway. So uh, Gwyneth eats her candle. So is and, uh, do they actually spe- – they don't specify that it is the vagina candle. That has all kinds of layers and implications. I too. don't know if you zoom in, if, you, if it actually says it. Okay. But I think it's meant to – look like whatever the oh, wow. vagina candle okay. was um okay. i mean that's clearly what it's referencing um you'll hear there's okay. it's it's in the writing okay so we have uh gwyneth eating her candle then we have trevor noah cut to a different scene trevor noah opens uh, a bag and pulls out a deodorant that he takes a bite out of uh-huh. and then jennifer coolidge takes a bag opens her bag and pulls out a lipstick and that's where it really gets funny okay sounds good so we're gonna start with goop this candle tastes funny not bad, but funny. Here's Trevor Noah. He's going to take a bite out of his deodorant. <laughs> it's pretty Ugh. gross. Ugh. What? This is Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, I see. This is going to be a bunch of commercials chopped up. I see. Yes. This, these aren't going to all run in a row. Right. It said so this might be the serial one. After, yeah. So after uh, after Trevor Noah said, oh, it says Uber don't eat. And then it has the date there. And now uh, we are with the Jennifer Coolidge commercial. Lipstick. Lipstick delivered with Uber Eats? She licks it. <laughs> takes a bite. Oh, it tastes like purple. <laughs> yes. Now she takes a makeup brush out and, and takes a bite I out of that. I love this. <laughs> oh my god, she's she's the best. She is. Uh, uh, so that's okay. Yeah, three different commercials there. Um, you know, that's a really interesting thing. Do you, do they regret naming their service Uber Eats? I wonder. And instead of just rebranding, they're just going to try to social engineer us yeah. sort of i think That's they feel up to the challenge they've already done a pretty good job of that 
Yeah. I have a hard time not saying I'm calling an Uber when I'm yeah. calling. I don't even We're use Uber. A Lyft. Yeah. I, I'm like the last American boycotting Uber, but um, yeah, I only use Lyft, but I still have to like, they uh, really got in my, they really yeah. got in my brain grapes about calling it an Uber. That is really interesting to me. The fact that Uber Eats is now somewhat needing to. Yes explain that it's not just for food agreed because like postmates and stuff yeah like very neutral exactly doordash yeah doesn't mention food grubhub does but i think grubhub still only does food yeah so yeah that's interesting doordash i mean i wonder if that they stumbled on that accidentally or not but um that's that's really interesting uber because uber wasn't the first to that space as they say either so that's kind of an oversight yeah i wonder if they could redo it what would they what would they call it i was just it? thinking about that like yeah uber 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 delivers uber u- uber quick uber quick yeah um okay we have one more in the comedy section here and this has again this has a big celebrity in it but i specifically moved it into comedy because i think one thing that that defines a commercial as being comedic versus just a celebrity uh you know roundup mm-hmm. is when the when people who are very famous play other characters so this has arnold schwarzenegger in it he's obviously arnold schwarzenegger his voice and look are unmistakable mm-hmm. but he is not playing arnold schwarzenegger he walks up and this is for bmw and and don't ask me how this is for bmw because this is just a teaser mm-hmm. uh, we don't know yet what it's uh you know what it's going to be how it's going to connect back to the car but um Arnold Schwarzenegger walks into a coffee shop dressed as the god of thunder, Zeus. Mm-hmm. Matty Carter-Ropel, who is an actor that you'd recognize. He's been in a lot of ads and he's kind of a, he's kind of an unusual looking guy, kind of very distinctive. And he, you'll, you know, you'll just sort of recognize okay. him. He's comedic sort of a, actor usually? Comedic actor yeah. usually. Uh, so he's like a that guy. He's the, uh, the barista and he is... Uh, in the typical fashion, trying to read the name on the coffee cup. Okay, so he's kind of kind of a long-haired guy, kind of slack-jawed, like yeah. working at a coffee shop kind of vibe here. I got a macchiato for a Zeus. Zeus? Zeus! It's Zeus. Whoa. Kind of like the Greek god of lightning? It's exactly like that. Give him his coffee. Zeus takes it. He's giving him the like stink eye the whole time. Cool. I love it. That's yeah, it. it's I am teased. Consider me to I, be teased. I am teased BMW. as well. Yeah, I like the performances in that. And I, I like it the, too. The use of Schwarzenegger space. has really in his in his uh, his sort of third act or fourth, I guess, depending on if you count the weightlifting as the first act. I mean, he, I, I could make an argument for five. No joke. Yeah. Early weightlifting, sure. Muscle Mis- Beach Mr. guy, Universe. right? And then action star. Yeah. Then comedy guy. Then comedy guy. I Get mean, her- that's a whole different thing. And yep. he really... He really started a trend of breaking down the barriers between you. Sure. You still see that in the Marvel movies. I don't know if I'm being hyperbolic. I don't think here. you are. Um, every big action star since then, like every muscle dude action star, yeah, right? has followed his the trail he blazed. You know what? Arnold Schwarzenegger walked so that Chris Pratt could run. Um, I would say more that he walked <laughs> so that like uh, Dave Bautista could run. Yes, exactly. Dave Batista run. Can very, Dave Batista run? That's a great question. He walked so that finger Dave Batista across, could lumber. So that Dave Batista could go finger across the throat and he's <laughs> death. 
know um, <laughs> it's like your favorite line from um, Guardians, right? That is a great line. Um, but anyway, yeah, really good. And again, letting it breathe. Mm-hmm. I like any commercial that's going to let it breathe. Don't overpack it. So, yes. um, so I'm excited yeah, I'm for that interested one. Interested to see uh, where that goes and how I they tie it fa- to the product. Yes, and I now I see that you found the same uh, roundup of every Super Bowl car commercial you'll be seeing for 2022 you for- accidentally linked it in here oh i'm so sorry i just was adjusting the, the show sheet passive aggressively ah, in front thank of you. you yes well um but anyway so that's so let's, let's wrap up that category because i feel like we could go on forever today we have quite the bag, we have a big right? ra- so yeah. those are just a sampling okay. obviously there's going to be a ton more comedy in the actual show itself but those are the three that have sort of like bubbled up as the most buzzy now you asked the question earlier on the show sheet is America ready to dance again and do we have any um, indications uh, as to some would say that guilty feet have got no rhythm really yeah Yeah, Um, there's a lot of guilty feet in this country I see you have two is there something yeah guilty feet what a gross term outside of the song just hearing gross guilty feet ooh well, you just don't like feet. Guiltyfeet.com. Do you dare me to go to guiltyfeet.com right I now? I dare you. Guiltyfeet.com. Is it going to be real gross? I don't know. Guiltyfeet.xxx would be gross. Yeah. Huh. Nothing there. Somebody, All right. Somebody, somebody get on that. Somebody get on guiltyfeet.com. that. Guiltyfeet.com. Guiltyfeet.com. It's like a confessional service for people who feel bad about I think it's just a, sound, a, a site where you go and it's just like discordant arrhythmic sounds because hmm. guilty feet have got no rhythm oh that's a good point it's like <laughs> <laughs> um okay so you have vroom in here remind me what vroom is that wait no let me guess vroom because we've talked about it we have vroom is that the you can buy a car using your cell phone it's the you can sell your car and you don't have okay. to like um go through the hassle like you don't have to meet a guy who tries yes. to give you lobster okay. in exchange instead of cash yes and it's the, the commercial campaign as it had been running was like you'll see somebody like the one i remember was a young woman going to sell her car like meeting some sketchy guy and then having a bad experience and then suddenly the entire yes. screen would flip upside down and she was now suddenly she's at home behind her computer feeling safe and secure and easily selling right. her car online so it's yeah. the same campaign but okay. instead of um a, instead of more of like a little skit it starts it's more like the flash mob dance number where she's selling her car she's so happy because it's going to be car selling time and a group of people flash mob around her and they sing a song about how she's about to sell her car until it goes south oh good there's a twist i'm finally gonna sell my car she's finally gonna sell her car hence time's the charm was the buyer respectful was he nice well Never deal with flaky buyers again. Vroom bought your car? Yeah. They really came through. Sell your car entirely Oh, interesting. Online, so she's using, let's say, some other service, and the person flakes out at the Probably end. Oh, just like Craigslist. Craigslist or something. But now, is this a twist on their service, or did I just not notice this in the advertising? They make a big deal here of she is now selling her car directly to Vroom. Has this always been the model? I thought Vroom just, like, acted as a better middle person middleman no, between I, I could be wrong but i thought the point was they want to buy your car the room is always buying yeah. the cars and then reselling it okay gotcha because of course right now um is a great time to sell your used car because you can get a lot of money for it 
because there's like a there was a real backup and supply. Oh, okay. Of so new vehicles. It, it makes sense. And and also by extension or mm-hmm. as a knock on effect of used vehicles. Yeah. So a lot of these companies right now are seeing a market opportunity, I think, in like reminding people that they can sell their their cars to them as a as a middleman dealer mm-hmm. kind of uh, outfit rather than like because the reason, of course, that like I've always sold my cars unless I'm trading it in. I've always sold my cars on Craigslist because I trust myself to not a not get murdered, not be sold, uh, you know, uh, vacuum packed seafood instead of cash. Like I believe that I can get the most money, the most cash in hand by selling it directly to the buyer. Um, but I can also see how like. You know, it might be uh, there are some there are some negative there's some negatives to that experience, too, that would be nice to just like deal with the professional outfit. Right. Exactly. And just like standardized or what have you, although I'm sure there's a million. Like when I got in that car that when we sold our uh, we sold our Scion. And I just got in the car with a guy to get, let him test drive it. And I forgot yeah. my phone. And I told him in the middle of the drive, like, don't murder me. Right. And did he murder you? He did not. He did not. Yeah. Okay. Good. Luckily. I've been meaning to ask you that. Um, okay. One more commercial here in the um, in the category of dance. What is this? Bush beer. This is not what I've expected in in the category of dance. Well, this is not really a dance one, but it does fall under best musical. Oh, I see. Since That's I've right. expanded can, the category, yes, so we yes. have a couple of guys, um, sort of everyman looking guys. They're out in the in nature by a beautiful flowing river. They're sitting down. They're clearly they're camping or fishing or whatever. And they get out the bush beer and they start talking. One of them starts telling the other one about how bush beer makes the mountains sing. Um, and when they start singing, um, a, a guest star appears. Uh, uh, when they start singing, I should say. They start singing the, 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 the mountains. The mountains actually start singing? Well, like voice, uh, huge people appear behind the mountains singing. Oh, are they cloud people? I don't think they're Mist cloud people. people. Okay. Whenever you crack open a bush light, the mountains start singing. It's cold and it's smooth and it's waiting for you. What is going on? Hit it, giant Kenny G. And now we have giant Kenny okay, G yeah. uh, standing behind another mountain playing his uh, his horn. So these people that appear behind the mountains, they're, they're just humans. And again, kind of everyday humans that look like they'd be out on hikes or yeah, whatever. But they're sort um, of ephemeral and giant. They're huge popping out of the mountains. And then one of them says, take it. Uh, giant Kenny G, is that what he says? Hit it, Giant Kenny G. It's so smooth. Hey, for the mountains of bush like here. Yeah. I'd like to talk about that one. Let's not let's not give things grades right now or go too deep on these, but I would like to revisit that after the Super Bowl when we're actually ranking these things because I would like to talk about that in the context of best use of celebrity. Because yeah. is that one that – and I'm just throwing out the question. I'm not answering it here. We would never do that today. <laughs> but like – This is a day for questions. Could that be something that just sort of feels like, okay, we have the entire concept and who are the different celebrities who it could be funny to say, take it, giant blankety blank? Or hmm. did they always feel like, okay, we want to do something with Kenny G? You know, like right. somehow that feels just like – the joke is Kenny G is it's kind funny. of a joke, I guess. Kenny G, though, and he, he's like he's, he loves sending up his own image. Oh, he does. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, yeah. he like it, it was when he uh, did that thing with uh, the 
who's what is the Adam uh, uh, Andy Samberg's production company that they do all the fun, you know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Lonely Pants? No. It's Lonely Pants, yeah. No, it is. It's Lonely Island. It, it's Lonely Island. I yeah. know. I just thought Lonely Pants I honestly, I thought it was Lonely Pants. I think me. you're thinking of Worldwide Pants. There is Worldwide Pants, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Lonely Island uh, did a very funny thing with Kenny G that was meant to be, it was like he gets obsessed with um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and keeps bringing back some, you know, jokily sexy song that they're doing back to pirates of the caribbean so he's clearly really enjoying this part of his career where he's a little bit of a punchline but mm-hmm. he's in on the joke oh yeah he's definitely in on the joke he yeah. has been for a long time and i've heard he's a super nice guy yeah he yeah. actually submitted a recipe for my friend's cookbook that her husband made for her which oh was pretty yeah nice. i remember that cookbook you're telling me about it so okay i i'm actually more interested in that as use of celebrity uh as we let that marinate a little bit more so let's get off of dance and music now and you're saying you on. don't think that's a that song is a banger i I think, you know, some of these can be judged in different categories based on different <laughs> merits. Yeah. I like that commercial, I think. But when you get to the Kenny G part, it just sort of feels like, isn't it funny that it's Kenny G? Right. And that feels like lazy to me. It feels a little of. lazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know what makes that better. I don't know if there's a funnier celebrity out there or you just don't do celebrity on that. Like, right. I, I don't know what. I mean, I, now I'm like totally then I'm coming up with a completely different punchline to the degree that Kenny G is a punchline here, I guess. Right. But like, take it away. I just think there could have been something that would have been a little bit funnier that. Um, oh, you know what? I'm confusing Michael Bolton and Kenny G. Oh, I was not. Well, I told that whole story about Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, that's of I'm course because sure you're saying that he was doing lyrics. Yeah, and that's, that's Michael, Michael Bolton. Bolton. Although I think both of them are pretty comfortable making fun of their image. But yeah. Kenny G is also like I've seen him in documentaries. I know there's a relatively new documentary about him actually, in which I hear that he's very relatable and down to earth. But um, also like you know he's a Seattle guy. Well, of course you just mentioned that a friend uh, knows him. Um, but like there was a documentary about the early funk scene in Seattle in the 1970s. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, uh, Weedle's Groove, I believe, um, and like he's in that, and like you don't think of him as like a a, a funk soul brother, right? right. Like, um, but like he was part of that scene back in the day, and he, I, I just remember like getting a really good vibe from yeah. him. And he's on the Lebetard show a lot and stuff. It's like he is a guy who understands that he's kind of a punchline. But anyway, so you were right about everything except for the one thing so that you. were I did confuse the Michael project. Bolton and Kenny yeah. G, which makes me think maybe Michael Bolton could also was it also ran. I would for feel this the one. same. Thing. I I like even though this is almost more on the nose. Like I would say. And I'm glad we're just asking questions here. We're yeah. not actually analyzing it. That's what I like about this one. <laughs> this is this is also lazy, but honestly, what about like take it away, Yo Yo Ma? Perfect. Perfect. No, um, honestly, he gets even that like, cello out. He's what like if we saws just, away? What at if it? we just go Weird Al and Weird Al has an accordion? Uh huh. You know, like somehow, like I know that that's even more on the nose because he's a comedian. But like, there's just something so done about like, isn't it funny, Kenny G? Yeah. Isn't it funny, Kenny G? Like, that's enough for a punchline. Yeah, and I just right. sort of feel like they could have found something that was a little bit better. I'm going to think about that uh, and then come back to you next week with a better solution. Uh, what that means is I'm going to forget about this conversation in about okay. five minutes. Um, okay, let's get to the weirdies. No Mountain Dew, Monkey Baby Love? You know, the previews and the teasers and stuff, there wasn't very much in the Let's Get Weird category. I'm hopeful mm-hmm. that there will be more in the actual show and we can beef this category up for now. What I found was another Lay's ad, um, and this is for their Flaming Hot, Flamin' Hot, excuse me. Okay. Um, it's for sure no G on that word. Mm. 
their flaming hot, I guess, um, suite of products. Mm-hmm. And um, there's sort of a two-parter to this. The first one is a, a woman. She's in the jungle. She's exploring, you know, very pith helmety type. You know, you, you can picture it. She's climbing a, a tree with her binoculars to get a look at the wildlife. And then she drops her bag of flaming Hot uh, snackaroos. I don't now, know. Now, are these all like, not that it really matters, but are they all like just Lay's like potato chips that are flaming Hot? Or is it like Doritos and Fritos and everything? It looks like these might be Doritos. I, yeah, I forget. Okay. It, like the whole, th- I think it's like all the flaming Hot brands. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. She drops the bag and then... Uh, at first, a sloth that she's looking at slowly climbs its way down and eats one of the one of the chips. But then all these other animals, which for sure would not be in the same ecosystem, mm-hmm. start also eating uh, the chips, and it affects their behavior. Okay, and this woman is not a celebrity, right? She I don't kind think of familiar so. To me, but I think she's I'm an attractive black her. woman. Yeah. I don't recognize her if she is famous. Okay, here it is. She's bird watching right now. So now there goes her bag of Cheetos oh, and her bag of Flamin' Hot Doritos. There's my answer. Okay. Sloth, Sloth is climbing slowly towards it, eats one. Ooh, too now hot. a deer comes over. Oh, that's so none bad of these for the deer. Ba- none of these animals should be eating this. Now a bear. They're each getting like a sort of a, a rush from eating this. Here come a bunch of water buffalo. Oh, they did a rhythm thing. Yeah. Now the fox is beatboxing. Here comes a crocodile. That's a, baby, baby. That song is uh, being sung by a bird in the crocodile's mouth. Baby, baby. The, the sloth grabs the bag away from the lady and runs up the tree. Now the fox is wearing a hat and sunglasses. Was that a fox at the end? I thought that was a meerkat. Was it a meerkat? I don't know why I thought that. No, you're right. It's just the fox standing on two legs. You see an animal on two legs, you think meerkat. I, um, and for some reason, wearing like a uh, Hunter S. Thompson Like a bucket hat? Yeah. um, Bucket hats are, I see them in stores all the time. Yeah, I think they've already crested a little bit. I guess they're crested, yeah. Yeah, But there was a real moment for bucket hats this year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, Yeah, this actually very much, I mean, it's not quite as weird, but that rhythm thing very much reminds me of baby bucket monkey mom. Yeah. What is it? You're getting closer every what time. What is it? You said it before. Um, it was puppy baby monkey. Puppy. What did you say before? I thought it was four. It's only puppy baby monkey. I think so. Anyway, that's kind of a similar thing, right? It kind of didn't a, a rhythm build around the commercial. I can't recall. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. This this feels. Yeah. they because yeah they walk out going puppy baby monkey. Yeah, it feels. Uh, yeah. So okay, but now there's another one in this. It says this is number three. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot. I probably didn't grab them all. But so mm-hmm. we know that there's this jungle scenario happening. Now we're nowhere near the jungle. We're uh, with Charlie Puth, who's a, a YouTube star who became like went from being a massive YouTube star to now just a massively popular recording artist. Oh, OK. Did you um, know that before this show sheet? Was are you asking me? Did I go, did I Google what is a Charlie Puth? Because the answer <laughs> sadly is not. No. I just wasn't sure if I was supposed to know. Uh, I mean, you know, like you're not supposed to know in the sense that you're old. Like, oh, right. You Sorry, know. Yeah. But he is famous. Okay. So Charlie Puth uh, is like walking up to his trailer on some set somewhere um, and is shocked to find. And again, this is just a little teaser. Mm-hmm. Is shocked to see the orange 
paw prints oh. from one of these animals in his going into his trailer. Okay, so there, we're going with the um, the kind of the. That was a thing in one of the commercials last year, right? The, the orange the dust. Orange dust. They've really decided to, to capitalize on that orange dust, which I get to a degree. Yeah. As, as as a as a fastidious neat freak, it drives me crazy. <laughs> but they found something that is a signature of yeah. their product, and they're leaning into it. So he's kind of doing the little rhythm from the previous one. Charlie Puth is. Yeah, he sees his trailer door is open mysteriously. On set. Oh, paw uh, prints. Paw prints everywhere. Orange paw prints. Oh, those are nice chairs, all ruined. He picks up an orange. What the? Picks up an orange feather and says, "What the?" And okay, now so we're gonna find out we'll how find these out. things are, how these two worlds will collide. Yes. Mm. So keep an eye out, uh, ad counselors, for weird commercials. Um, and we will be recording this probably, I guess, the Tuesday afterwards. So we'll have a day or two if there's something that really mm-hmm. that you really uh, stands out to you about a weird commercial. Go ahead and send it to uh, after these messages show at Gmail. Um, wait a second. No, this can't be right. I'm, I'm looking up. It says, who is the actress in the Frito-Lay Super Bowl commercial 2022? That's not Megan the Stallion, though. I wonder if this there's gonna be she's gonna be just, be in another installment of this. Yeah, there's just a lot of Lay's content yeah, here, yeah. so I don't think that was the actress. No, that we that's just not saw. that's not the person who was hanging in the tree. I was just trying to figure that out. Okay, she was um, attractive, but not like Megan. No, the no, d- d- different. No, definitely different. I, I'm just, but I was just on one of those websites. I don't know. I, I already closed the tab, but like those websites, it's just like so we- weird. Like it that. They know that somebody is going to be asking a question, yeah. like I just did. Who's that actress? And then the, it's like one of those bad recipes online yes. where the, the first four graphs are just like the Super Bowl is a game yes. that is played between the AFC and a the NFC champions. A lot of people enjoy champions. football every season, right? Exactly. And you're just like, what are you getting? And then it gets to the bottom. It's Megan the Stallion. That's not even what. What are we're not even in the same world? It's what all are we about analytics. About? Anyway, okay. Uh, now, most valuable celebrity. This I mean, is this where could, things start to this get This could beefy. be like half the commercials, yeah, right? Okay. So that's why I did try to like break a few of them out. Is this first one? This is the first and one of the only teasers that I've seen in the wild is this Steve Buscemi Superior Bowl commercial, right? Right. Uh, which is, of course, a joke about Super Bowl, Superior Bowl. Um it is also a joke about or a reference to uh, The Big Lebowski, right? Of course, he's Donnie in The Big Lebowski. He doesn't survive that movie. But this is almost made to... It makes you feel like it. the The parking lot and the lighting and the, the, the mise-en-scene are all very like The Big Lebowski. So we, we start in the parking lot outside the Superior Bowl bowling alley. Bowling center, I believe they prefer, actually. Oh, that's right. We learned that on the show. Um. And cut to inside, and there's a a fellow uh, doing the spray and the shoes, and just kind of like doing the the working the bowling alley, and pans up, and we see it's Steve Buscemi. I'm in a little bit of a loss here. I don't know exactly what to do. You just put a huge spoiler right in the middle of the show. What's that about the Big Lebowski? <laughs> do I put a warning at the yeah, beginning we'll of the episode? Alert. You said that he doesn't make it through the movie. I'm, I'm only halfway through the movie right now, and <laughs> now I sort of feel like you ruined that for me. But okay, so okay, like you said, this starts in is an external shot of the Superior Bowl Center. 
Okay, and that's it. That's what I, I, I'll let it go here in a second. That's the first 15 seconds. Now, that is a self-contained little 15 seconds that I've been seeing on TV. That's all we see, that is Steve Buscemi working in a bowling alley. And again, even with that like retro music and all of the neon, you get the impression that you know this has Lebowski vibes. Yeah, and it's not just dropped in to see what my condition my condition was in, but mm-hmm. it, it definitely like is of that era or has that vibe to me. Okay, so that's the only thing I've been seeing. It's been a it's been a teaser that's been playing on broadcast television. Now you're telling me there's going to be another 15 seconds yeah. here and it begins again in the parking lot and yep. then same location okay. but we're in a different part of the bowling alley now. We're in the, we're at the lanes. Okay. Somebody's tying his shoe, picks up a ball out of the dispenser. So these are all real close shots here. We see the bowling shoes and, and you know, just these classic uh, bowling great shots. Color, great yeah. color. Oh, great use of color. Bowling alleys and, are the best. Yeah. I love bowling alleys. In fact, I had to do – I from my one video class that I took in college, I think, oh, you know what? No, I wanted to do a bowling alley, but I think I did it at a roller rink instead, or maybe I ended up doing both, but there's something about both those places. And I will now say that all these have been very tight shots, almost like the reveal of the Jesus in The Big Lebowski, a tying of a shoe, a bowling ball being picked up. But now the big reveal is this person who's doing all this stuff is none other than Peyton Manning. I'm glad that he's finally in a commercial. He's got his Mick Ultra uh, on the bowling floor with him. And that's it. He's just looking. He's just concentrating. About to he, he's throw he's a about rock. to throw a rock, and that's it. So I'm, that is a – that's one – one of our categories is most is it most disappointing or best payoff? Did we go negative or positive? Best um, payoff? We, we talked about a- doing a most disappointing, um, and then we didn't end up doing it last year. Biggest letdown. Mm. Um, we could do that this year. And we don't have a best payoff or something like that? Oh, no. okay. For some reason, I thought we did. Okay, we'll forget all of that. But I will say this. Like you said before, consider me teased. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know. That's what's, the thing that I'm looking for. What's going on with Steve Buscemi and Peyton Manning? You're not a not a duo you think of that often. Look, at, I'm only looking at your show notes here. Look at this lineup. This is wild. What is this? The this, new film coming out at the movieplex? Yes. Yeah, so or this is, is it a Nissan commercial? This is a huge lineup for I Nissan. I just did an imitation of Scott Ackerman for some reason. I don't know what I was doing there. <laughs> Sorry. This has Eugene Levy, Brie Larson, Dave Bautista, Who's this? Denai, Denai, I don't know if it's Denai or Denai. Denai Guerrera. You would know her as Okoye from um, oh, Black Panther. She's also love her. Michonne from um, Walking Dead. Um, and then Catherine oh, O'Hara. Yeah, I kind of, it's been so long since I watched The Walking Dead. I forgot about that crossover. Yeah. Yeah. I did know her before Black yeah. Panther. I could completely forgotten about that. She was like the last good, I mean, I shouldn't say this, but her, she was one of the few good things about Walking Dead when I finally gave up on that turkey. I know I've said this a million times, but two of the things that brought me some of the greatest pleasure in my life was number one. Deleting my LinkedIn account and number two, <laughs> giving up on The Walking Dead about five, four or five seasons in and letting everybody else deal with it. And you have here Catherine O'Hara is in this as well. She, so this is a Nissan There's commercial. a little Schitt's Creek um, energy happening. Okay, gotcha. So the story here is, uh, you know that Brie Larson is the Nissan spokeswoman. I did not know that, but okay. She's been their spokesperson for, I don't know, a while now. And um, she is Captain America. Marvel. Captain Marvel, yes. Um 
And so she's just been their spokesperson, like driving Nissans around and telling you, telling you to buy one. So this begins with her. She pulls up, um, I think, on a set, like a movie set in a pretty sporty yellow Nissan, gets out, runs into Eugene Levy and he's full Eugene Levy, right? The glass, like the mm-hmm. Eugene Levy you think of, the, sh- the yeah. glasses, the sort of nerd vibe. And she gives him the keys and he takes it for a spin. And as he takes it for a spin, he starts seeing some of these other famous people and it also kind of transforms him into an action star. He's seeing them kind of around the neighborhood yeah. and he's interacting with them. Yeah. Okay, let's take a listen. Nice ride. Want to give it a spin? Coffee's enough excitement for me. <laughs> Come on. At first, he's a little uncomfortable, nice. but he's liking it. Now he pulls up and sees Catherine O'Hare yeah, in a true. car. What the? Hey, hey. <laughs> he zips around her. Is that Eugene Levy? Now that was Dave Bautista and I. Eugene. So now that now he, Dave Batiste is on a motorcycle chasing Eugene Levy through an action scene. Eugene has been transformed into a long-haired um, action star. So it's almost like now this is a fan. This is maybe a fight of fancy that Batista's having. Maybe I, I don't know. But okay, so it's weird. So suddenly Batista goes Eugene, and it seems like he's imagining something. And now suddenly he's on a motorcycle. There are explosions. Yeah, the transition's not clear. Yeah, like what happened? And then he's chasing Eugene Levy, who's in the sports car. <laughs> Where is he? Where are you? Be there in two seconds. So it's car chase, car chase. Well, cock a doodle doo. He drives the car, like, jumps over a roof. Dave Batista flies through the air into the car. Watch the coffee. And now the car chase we just watched is actually a scene from an action movie starring Eugene Levy as the action star. And he then hands the keys back to Brie Larson. It's a lot. Dear listener, rewind about (laughs) 50 minutes and you will hear me say, sometimes these brands have so much money that they want to spend it all on celebrities and explosions and big, big, big for a commercial that makes no sense and has no soul. This is so stupid. This is the it's this is the most epitome of yeah. co- of Super Bowl commercials. And it's a shame because I like all these actors. I love all these people. I'm and glad they got Eugene, their bag, but and I come think on. Eugene Levy does a good job in it as the you know, as a sort of dorky guy transformed into a superhero or an action star. I think he does a credible job with the with what he's given. But this it is, is a mess, though. Who it's wrote that? What, what is the point of that? Yeah. Uh, what, what is what is the point of that other than look at all these stars we can get, and then we can even add throw more money on it and turn it into a huge explosion, Michael Bay yes. action, and like none of it stacks up. It's only people sitting around being like, "I know that face. I know that face. How did they get all those faces?" Yeah, exactly. Shucks. All right. Um, Sorry, I'm getting all worked up. But that to me is just like, that is what I dislike about Super Bowl commercials. Okay, so here we have an Expedia commercial. Who's going to be the famous face in this one? This is Ewan McGregor. And I should be clear, I said um, this is a making of the Expedia commercial. It's not the Expedia commercial. We haven't even seen the commercial yet. So he's it's Ewan McGregor, who looks great, by the way. Is this guy, has this guy aged at all? He's a Jedi, isn't he? Because he's a Jedi? I I don't know. I don't know anything about Star Wars. (laughs) 
Uh, well, he looks fantastic. Um, he is explaining why he decided to make the Expedia commercial. And I don't know what the Expedia commercial is going to be like, but I can tell you this teaser for it uh, really fits into the, um, you know, very serious story. Yes. And I mean, he really wants to make like the moral case for why he's selling a, you know, a travel app. Okay. So, yeah. So this is a travel app. So is this going to have to do with the... Um the 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 two years of pandemic that we just lived through yeah and the we transformative power of travel yeah. and blah 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 well, this could be maybe spoken word too i haven't heard it yet let's let's listen to a little bit of this although i don't know if i have 90 seconds yeah, of this in me i'm ewan mcgregor and i'm here uh, shooting the expedia ad i think i'm here i didn't know he had an accent <laughs> and i'm here uh, shooting the expedia ad was that and a I'm bad edit he sounds like he says the lexpedia it, ad. It, it, do, it does sound like a bad edit like hey Oh, I guess this isn't your Super Bowl commercial. This is your making of your Super Bowl commercial. Still, you can get a clean cut. I'm Ewan McGregor, and I'm here uh, shooting the Expedia ad. Yeah. I think I'm here because I want to encourage people to travel. I really think it's an important part of my life, and it's given me such wonderful memories. It made me grow, and I think it feeds your soul to travel. So to be involved in a commercial that encourages people to do that... This is the most unrelatable bullshit I've ever heard in my goddamn life. I'm salty. Yeah, you're you McGregor. You've been traveling around to shoot at all different kinds of locations. And you've been you're rich unrelatable and to me. Since you were you're, and you're a young man. And I, you know, I'm doing this commercial because I think travel is important. You're doing this commercial because they paid you money. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, that's why we do work. But don't don't blow smoke up my I'm ass. I'm not watching the rest of this. Okay. I just I'm going to be too angry at the world. All right. Well, this next one's a very different direction. This okay. one's actually a pretty funny concept. Um, it, it is for AT&T, and it plays with the joke that um, Demi Moore and Mila Kunis um, have some, might have something more in common than just both being married to have be, having been married to Ashton Kutcher. Oh. So the premise here is a little Thank awkward. Thank you for reminding me of that fact. Yes. It's a little awkward because they're very different ages, obviously, but they are both at a what looks to be like a high school reunion but instead of like for their class, it's like for everyone who went to their high school, which okay, makes right, no yeah, sense. Yeah. But it's a high school reunion, kind of a banquet slash awards ceremony. And they're about to present the award for the most accomplished alum. And in this big banquet hall, at one table is Mila Kunis uh, with her friends. And they're kind of whispering with her and, and saying like, you know, assuming she'll be the person who's the most admired mm-hmm. alum. She's so famous. At another table, Demi Moore is with her friends, and they're all saying the same thing. Oh, it's obviously going to be you. You're so famous. And it's one of those awkward situations where they both stand up as Mm -hmm. the award is being read and start to walk forward to the stage. Even though their names have not been called yet. Their names have not been called yet. I feel a twist ending coming. coming. And now for our high school's most admired alum. Get up there. Shut up. This is so embarrassing. Guys, don't make a scene. Oh, please. But she, love a scene. She's walking There's up. There's no way it's me. Is that good acting? That's why it's you. <laughs> so now Demi's walking up. You know up. her. You love her. You wish you could be her. They both spot each other walking up now. I told her not to go up there. What are you doing here? It's Emma Gomez! Who? Our 
first Gagillionaire. Gagillionaire what? With AT&T Fiber, Anna's got the fastest internet with hyper gig speeds. So her family has crazy fast gaming and they stream movies in 8K. I watch so many movies. Yeah. <laughs> Give it up for Anna. I had no idea that we went to the same high school. We have a lot in common. Please get off my stage. Okay. Okay. Live like a Gagillionaire. Who were those women? Get the fastest internet with AT&T. <laughs> I like Anna. Is that uh, her name? Uh, yes, I like Anna. Yes. And I think, you know, Demi and Mila do a pretty good job. Yeah, that's a pretty good use of celebrity, a I would say. Pretty good use of celebrity. Genevieve, without you, I would have never gotten the joke about we have a lot in common. Is that true? I would have, ne- in a million years, I wouldn't have made that connection. That I, I don't think I even knew that Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher were a thing. What? Did I say Kutcher? Probably. Kutcher? Uh, put it on the list of, of other <laughs> wild ass shit you've said tonight, which includes the fact that you didn't know Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher were married. Uh, let me they s- were so famously a May December. A I, I don't, I'm not trying to be like Mr. Dumb Guy here. I just am. But I mean, now that you say it, it rings a bell. They but had like, a whole I foundation. My company worked with them to try to fight child pornography. Does any of this ringing a bell? That part I don't remember at all. That's yeah. when we worked for the when I worked for worked. Microsoft yeah. and we were working on like this anti-child porn technology. Um, their foundation, which like was very active in it, and they were still married at the time, was like uh, like a key sponsor. Um, were both of them marriages, or was the Mila just it was at a relationship, or was he married to both of these women? Well, he's still married to Mila. Oh, okay, remember Good they did them. the Lays or the the Cheetos? Yeah, it I knew they me. were a couple. That was last I'm year. I'm pretty sure they're married. I, I don't even know why I'm getting in their business, but um, I was just curious, uh, and I'm just trying to like create a bunch of smoke so we can just forget <laughs> about how dumb I am. Uh, one more in this category: Bud Light Seltzer. Oh, it's been a wow. Took us a while to get to a seltzer commercial. Have these died down a little bit? We could have had best seltzer commercial yeah, last year. Yeah, I think last year we could have for sure. And there will probably be a lot of seltzers for this mm-hmm. year as well. This one is, um, I guess it's best use of celebrity. Guy Fieri is a celebrity, right? Fieri, I suppose yes. is the preferred pronunciation. Um, I'll be interested to see what you think of this. The premise here is we're at a, a normal uh, party, house party at someone's house. Um, they get out a... Uh, a pack of Bud Light seltzers and Bud Light's trying to go for this idea that unlike, for example, White Claw or Truly or one of these pretty subtle flavored seltzers, White uh, Bud Light is uh, like a very it's like a very bold flavor flavor bombed essentially, which is weird because that's not what I want. Like when I'm getting in a White Claw type of drink, like I want one that has the most subtle flavor. Right. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people like flavor. And when you hear the word flavor, there's only one celebrity chef that comes to mind. Yes, yes. And now, that is it, Guy Fieri. And this is part of that campaign where I don't, I, I've complained to you about this commercial so many times off air, but I don't think we ever talked about it on air. It um, aired a lot during football games, of course. Uh, and it's, I think this is the right product. Stop me if I'm wrong. But like, again, kind of a house party situation, maybe a football party situation. And then somebody cracks open one of these seltzers and then, that person is suddenly wearing tie dye and everything is like a party with them. And they're like so much flavor. And then for then that happens to two other people. Then for no reason, like suddenly a, a hole is blown through a wall because the neighbor on the other side of the wall cracked open a can. It's like, wait, suddenly this has explosive power. Like none yeah. of it connects at all. You have no idea what the I hell is going I think that is Bud Light on. Seltzer. Yeah. And this isn't exactly that, but I think it's the same you know, in this sort of mm-hmm. in the same vein, they crack it open. 
they um, realize how flavorful it is. And then some people come from somewhere, I think like from the refrigerator, but from a different dimension or land or Mm. universe or time. It's unclear, but they are both dressed basically alike in like red and black leather and they have signature blonde spiky uh, hair that Guy Fieri has. Mm-hmm. And they take the these hapless Bud Light seltzer drinkers into their world that is Flavortown, which of course is Guy Fieri's, uh, you know, brand. And everyone dresses like Guy Fieri there and everyone has the same hair and f- it's all loud and overblown and flavorful. And then they take him, take these people to the mayor of Flavortown, who they treat more like a king, and who he's even referred to as a king in the description of this on iSpot. So it's a very confused concept, but they're basically where where there is bold flavor, Guy Fieri must be uh, made aware of it. New Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda. Classic cola. Loud flavor. The mayor must see this. Hey, wait! So the refrigerator is a portal. Yes. Excuse me. Flavortown looks like the worst place to live on Earth. It looks like it's like a bunch of Applebee's if they were all like Las Vegas Applebee's. I don't know what Las Vegas Applebee's is. I just have a feeling. if 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 a place, if a Las Vegas Applebee's was populated exclusively by parrot heads, that's Flavortown. Wow. Flavor, 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 flavor. Flavor, so. Bland. Here's Guy. Mayor. We bring flavor. Flavor. Excuse. Whoa. Whoa. Citizens, there's a new flavor in town. I declare Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda the loudest flavors ever. Now we're, we're back. back at the party. <laughs> now we're back at the party. It was all just a fantasy by one of these per- people, except that they are wearing medals that I guess they got in Flavortown. Yeah, they're all wearing gold medallions, almost like Olympic medals. <laughs> but wait, they never explained the medals? That is a terrible commercial. Yes, everything about it is bad. That is Up terrible. to and including the premise that this super, super flavorful Hard seltzer is going to be a good product. I mean, I guess like just bluntly, it ties into the product. Like you're going to make the connection. Okay, Bud Light is the one that is right. over the top. It's, it's very the flavorful, Fieri, like whatever. Yeah. So it's sweet as hell. At least it connects to the product in a certain way. That's the only thing good I can say about it. But aside from that, like it's not very clever or creative. In fact, if I were to use, and I know that this would go against their marketing thing, but if I just had access to Guy Fieri. Uh, now I'm just saying his name all kinds of ways. Um, I think it would, the the only way that I would use him would be somehow against type, right? You know, I agree. and you could maybe even do that with this somehow. Like he's like very demure, if that's the right word, or just like very like um, scaled back or subdued. something. And ma- subdued is maybe the word I'm looking for. And uh, 
And then maybe other people can be like over the top around him and he's almost maybe like quietly judging them. It would just be funny to turn on his head or something. But this is just. Yeah, this is a real kind of boring straight line. Yeah. But again, they're not going for subtlety. So that's the one thing. It's like they're not trying to be super clever here. They're saying we're big. We're. We're the loudest flavor. Yeah, we're just the loudest flavor. So, okay. Um, we probably, Genevieve, need to start cherry picking here because we still have like 10 or 15 on this list. Not 15. Um, what All should right, we do All right. So, here? let me just. So, the, the best new artist is the, is the final category we'll talk about here with a subcategory of best new crypto artist. Okay. Um, this is going to be a huge year for new, for debut ads by products that have never done a Super Bowl commercial before. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than 30 advertisements out of advertisements from companies that have never bought an ad uh, are a total of 40% of all the advertisers. And it's in 12 different product categories, uh, including automotive, technology, and travel. So wait, what's going on with 40% of all advertisers is, um, what is that? That's all the 40% of the advertisements you're going to see. In, are all new? Are new. Whoa. New cat, new, new new entrants, new products or services. Whoa, that is a lot. It's a huge amount, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's there's going to be some major players that are just sitting this one out, I think. Yeah, well, there was... Um, didn't one of the colas try to say we're sitting it out this Coke year? Said they maybe said but they then they kind of like subtly yeah. had some other things built around it. Anyway, so what are some of these new? And again, these aren't necessarily new companies; just the first time Super Bowl ads. Right. Some yeah. of them are companies that are new, newer, certainly mm-hmm. like newer than you know these legacy brands. But I'll I'll read you some of these. Carvana. That's one of those like. Um, you know, car selling and buying mm-hmm. uh, plays. Uh, Are ones. they the ones who claim to have the um, the like vending machine, a car vending machine? Maybe not. I thought one of them sort of positioned them. Yeah, I can't way. remember. Okay. That might be them. Um, okay. There's um, Wallbox electric car charging, which is kind of interesting. I mean, that's a very that's a product that's like um, really of the moment, mm-hmm. and that's actually got a kind of a crazy premise. They found found a guy who really got hit by lightning, like a real dude who got hit by lightning, and uh, in real life. And they have him be really afraid of electricity until he like turns the corner and is able to like bring himself to charge his electric car. So is so Wallbox is a third party. I, I never really thought about this much. I thought you buy an electric car and then they, they must give sell you a plug. You a box. Yeah. I just thought that you could plug it into your like I know well I know that one person I know who has an electric electric guitar has an electric car just plugs it directly into their like home socket they're able to do it that way okay but what is what is the product of Wallbox is it add more power it's a different thing that maybe it's a faster charger I don't know Um, we can let Wallbox tell you okay let's take a listen to this so that's this commercial here can Seth embrace electricity again and it says May twentieth twenty twelve and it looks like we have. some um, almost security camera esque yeah. black. I don't think that's footage. real footage of him getting electrocuted, okay. but it's supposed to be okay. struck by lightning. We're going to see him struck by lightning here. Seth T was struck by lightning. May 20th. Yeah, that's me. And since that day, electricity and I, we don't get along very well. He's afraid of like the bug zapper. He's turning on a light with like a long pole. Yeah, that's kind of funny. He's playing with his band, but instead of playing an actual guitar, he's just like doing air guitar. His neighbor has a ton of Christmas lights, and he like looks at him very uh, suspiciously. And to do his laundry, he just like powers it by human power with a bike. I've got issues with electricity, but I also have bigger issues, like saving time, money, and most importantly doing my part for the environment. That's why it's time for me to move forward, thanks to Wallbox. 
the safe and smart way to charge a car. Mm. Embrace electricity. Charge with Wallbox. So Doesn't if I if I had to guess, I don't know exactly what they're what they're you know solving for, but it's mm-hmm. probably like uh, a cheaper and maybe faster way to charge mm-hmm. your electric car. It looks like that might even plug into a wall in your home, but then maybe give an extra boost or something. But probably if I had an electric, geez, Louise Walsh, if I had an electric car. I would probably know what right, that does. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't I don't know. So anyway, I won't get bogged down on that. Is the Carvana one watch, worth watching? Um, it's okay. It's yeah. it's kind of boring. It's like a woman who is just like a normal person uh going through her life, her job, her parenting, her everything she does. Um, and she can't stop talking about how great the service is for Carvana. Okay, I'll take a quick listen here. Did I tell you I bought our car from Carvana? Yeah, ma. It was so easy. I found the perfect car. Under budget, too. And I get seven days to love it or my money back. I love it! I thought online meant no one to help me. But Susan from Carvana had all the answers. She didn't try to upsell me. Not once. Because they're not salespeople. (laughs) What do you guess who just checked in on me? Mom. Susan from Carvana. (laughs) We'll drive you happy. Okay, pretty straightforward. I mean, I don't know if that worked as audio, but as you said, she's in all kinds of walks of life at one point. Like you said, she's a judge. For some reason, she's also, she's like in a business meeting, but then also she's a judge. Was she in that business meeting? I think that that her son was in the business meeting and she hacked in, right? I guess so. I actually kind of like the reveal halfway through that, yeah, she's a sitting judge. (laughs) Like, that's kind of good. Um, Sam's Club. See, I didn't grow up with Costco's like all you Pacific Northwesterners. We had Sam's Club. So did I, so did we? Yeah, yeah, Sam's Club was what we had. Um, this they've gone all in with Kevin Hart. Um, so I guess he isn't canceled. Um, and Kevin Hart's the premise of these is that he is, um, he's excited to be getting like the celebrity. It's sort of the same premise as those Allstate ads. Uh. Oh, yeah, with the Mahomes deal? With the Mahomes deal, where he's like, I'm the celebrity. I'm getting celebrity treatment. Don't look me in the eyes. But, of course, everyone's treated like a celebrity at Sam's Club. Kevin Hart is in a commercial that I I think Kevin Hart is funny. And I know that, you know, he's said some things and apologized. But I think... Did he... Oh, that's right. He gave a not-so-great apology about something, right? Anyway, um, I... uh, I mean, you wake that dude up in the middle of the night, he's still homophobic. Yeah, that's right. He had some real shitty jokes. But he did get pulled from a hosting gig because of that, I think it was that, the Oscars. Right? Yeah. Um, but uh, he's in a commercial now that I like a great deal. I just find him so charming. Um, where he's listening to his own radio channel on Sirius. <laughs> and it's an ad, I think, for Sirius. But like it, it begins with him in his car, and he's listening to, like... Kevin Hart's comedy hour or comedy station or whatever. And then a, one of his neighbors comes up and knocks on his window. And it's a famous neighbor. I can't remember who it is. Knocks on his window and says, Kevin, you don't have to just listen to it in your car anymore. Like you can listen to it on your computer. So then the next thing you know, we see him and he's exercising. He's on like a treadmill, but he's holding his laptop computer, listening to his own <laughs> channel on Sirius Radio. And like his daughter or somebody comes in and says, you don't have to listen. You can just listen on your phone. So he just like literally throws the <laughs> laptop away. It's just like, it's me describing it as doing it no justice, but it's just like boom, boom, boom. And it's actually, I don't know. I think that he can, he's good. He's very funny. It, he's good, yeah. especially in commercials too. I think he's a good TV commercial actor. I agree. I mean, Kevin Hart's very talented. Yeah. I don't mean to imply otherwise. And yeah. you know, I hope he's 
not homophobic anymore. Yeah, well, I hope he's grown. Yeah. All right. So anyway, so here's the Sam's Club one. He's um, walking through the Sam's Club and expecting special treatment, right? Sam's Club created the Scan and Go app just for me. So I can scan my stuff and skip the checkout line. Because that's what VIPs do. Yeah, same. Even my stunt double has a stunt double. How VIP is that? Scan and Go was made just for me, people. You know what was made for you? The line. <laughs> Look at this. Got a little VIP lounge for me. Guys, he's doing it again. You smell that? That's VIP air. Go ahead, breathe it. Wait, no, don't do that. You're not VIP. Breathe it back out. Breathe it back out. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It starts stronger than it ends, I would say. Um, I do want to talk about this next one for Booking.com okay. because this is, I think, a triumph. Okay. I, I think I saw this one. I was a little confused by it, but okay, go ahead. So Booking.com, of course, they're like Expedia. There's a travel website. Um, their spokesperson uh, for the Super Bowl ad is Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. I think we all know who he is. Mm-hmm. He is doing his first Super Bowl ad as a as a famous famous guy, and he gets on a Zoom call. Bet with, you he's not homophobic. I bet you he's not actually. I know that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I've never heard a bad word about Idris Elba. Um, he gets on the phone with uh, two people who know a little bit about being in big ads. Mm-hmm. The Old Spice guy is Isaiah Mustafa. And the most interesting man in the world, whose name I forget, but the guy for the Dos Equis yeah, sure. uh, guy. And he's talking to them about, like, what should he do for this ad? How should he, like, make it a good ad? This commercial feels very first year of COVID to me because it's <laughs> a very, it leans very heavily on the zooming yeah. uh, in trope. So he's having this meeting via his laptop computer with these two other famous commercial guys. Gentlemen, hey, man, thanks for taking the time to speak to me. You guys good? Meritorious. I'm good. How are you? I've got a commercial. I'm going to be a spokesman for Booking.com. I really just wanted to reach out to two icons of the advertising world. Are you going to be wearing a shirt? A shirt? Are there going to be any singing animals? Maybe fire explosions. Maybe um, like cars driving in with people jumping out, uh, paragliding. I'm definitely going to be wearing a shirt. Ooh, I got it. You reverse skydive. Have you ever done that? No. You're going to be the first. <laughs> Booking.com. Booking. Yeah. I wonder if there's another one where I just don't. Am I missing references? Like, it's I don't fir- think it's as reference driven as you seem to think At it first, is. Well, I mean, when when the most interesting man in the world says, are you going to be wearing a shirt? That seems like a direct joke because the old Spice guy never wears a shirt in his commercials. Right. So that's a reference to that. But then what is the old Spice guy talking about? Is he making fun of most interesting man in the world commercials or just is he just. I, it just doesn't took, hold up to me. I took it to be less of reference driven. I thought he was sort of like that the most interesting man in the world was kind of like implying that he's being hired for his sex appeal. Oh, it has nothing to, it did nothing to do with the old spice. I thing. didn't take it that way. And oh. I think that the, the Isaiah Mustafa questions were more like, you know, what's the spectacle of this mm-hmm. all going to be? It's a Super Bowl ad. And of okay. course, the old spice ads were very much a spectacle. In, yeah. In their own yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. Maybe. But yeah, I don't. I mean, I. I feel like you're. You're looking for something that isn't there, and it's just a. It's just them being being silly. Oh, okay. Then I guess I don't get. The I like shirt. The- uh, I guess I. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. It's an interesting idea that I just don't think is the writing is very good on. I guess oh, I, I like liked it. I like the performances. Huh, okay, um, and then this one makes this next one makes no sense. Irish Spring, but first it, time at Legacy 
brand, but first time Super Bowl advertising. Yes. Now, this will make no sense, but it's intended to make no sense because it's very much a teaser. Okay. We don't have to play it if you just want to explain I'll just explain what's happening. There's a a guy on a a raft. It looks like uh, something, you know, sort of cobbled together, like crates or boxes that have been tied together. Mm -hmm. And he's wearing just like very normal clothes, shorts and a long sleeve t-shirt. And he's drifting down this uh, sort of idyllic river past these waterfalls through what looks like a community of of like island dwelling people uh, i guess they're in the irish spring and he's just sort of confused to be there and like that's all we see yes and okay i don't i could be wrong about this i'm just looking for clues here this thing that he's clearly cobbled together like he's been lost somewhere right, right? and it looks like the th- there are four objects that have been crudely tied together with rope to turn into a makeshift raft, and it looks like they're lockers. Maybe. Doesn't it? Like high school lockers almost. So I wonder if there's some sporting connection here. I don't know. Because it doesn't seem like you would think if this, if, if whatever he's sitting on doesn't tie into something, I don't know why they would make it these metal things. You'd have it be logs, right? So that that actually is kind of works for me as a teaser because I actually legit want to know. Yeah, maybe he's like, he's been in the land of stinkiness. The, the locker, the land of lockers. I want because he's wearing like a he's wearing a Broncos sweatshirt that looks like it's from the 80s or 90s and he looks a little sweaty. So, yeah, that, that'll be interesting. I will report yeah, back. on Keep that. an eye out for Irish Spring. And then we have your crypto ads. So there are at least three crypto companies doing ads again for the obviously for the first time um, this year at the Super Bowl. Uh, Crypto.com which has been in the news a lot lately because um, they did an ad with Matt Damon that everyone hates. It's just stupid. It's really stupid. Um, They have done an ad for the Super Bowl. I can't find it or any teasers for it, but I know that they are doing one. Okay. But it's probably going to be with Matt Damon, I would guess, since I think he's their spokesperson. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays, given that he's taken so much heat for how stupid this ad is. Do you want to play this ad? That's This isn't a Super Bowl ad, but this is the one with Matt Damon about... How where he compares buying crypto to like, you know, going to the moon or uh, like exploring, you know, uncharted frontiers. And it ends with him looking at a great big picture of Mars. It's like, does he know that he himself did not actually go to Mars? (laughs) It's like he's walking through what seems to be like kind of a big open futuristic hallway but then as he's talking about these things it's almost like they are um they're almost like exhibits in a museum yeah they're sort of manifesting around that are manifesting him. around him almost like um what's what i'm looking for what did how did tupac appear uh on stage oh, like a hologram he, they almost seem like holograms okay. exactly i can't think of the word hologram but i can say what did tupac <laughs> appear on stage as after his death this is getting more and more like jeopardy okay let's take a listen to this <laughs> History is filled with almosts, with those who almost adventured, who almost achieved, but ultimately, for them it proved to be too much. So who is that? I wish someone it's would some tell me. Explorer. At some point, he so he's here talking about how all the all the also rans and failures, you know, didn't buy crypto, I guess. And he shows a picture of like a, you know, a, I would guess it would be like Christopher Columbus, but clearly yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah, like it, he he shows this hologram or whatever exhibit of a sailing ship from the era of exploration and a sort of a Vasco da Gama type mm, explorer with reference. the velvet robes and clothes and whatnot but he's the the, but the guy who's this represent representative of almost is just standing in front of the ship looking kind of bummed and it's like yeah 
Just get on your ship, dude. Just get on your magic ghost ship and <laughs> go say hi to Tupac. Yeah, I'd be curious to know who they think that is. The ones who embrace the moment. This guy is like climbing Everest or commit. something. And in these moments of Here's truth. Here's the Wright brothers. These men and women. These now mere mortals. A woman who's making out with somebody at a party. I guess that's, I don't know, like a bold thing to do. Maybe that's supposed to be relatable. Just like you and me. As they peer over the edge. Now we got spacemen. They calm their minds and steal their nerves. What are those spacesuits that they're even wearing? Like, what are the insignia? It's not like it's not like American spacesuits, but of course, they're you know like space travel is all in the hands of the um, uh, for-profit companies now. Anyway, so yeah, I'm this is like some made-up space travel uh, company. Steal so their nerves with four simple words that have been whispered by the intrepid since the time Here's of the Mars. Romans. Fortune favors the brave. And then he just looks out at Mars. You almost went there. You almost went there. Your character went there. I also, there's just something about the writing that irks me a little bit, which is that I think the phrase is fortune favors the bold. Oh, yeah. And I wonder if there's some reason they couldn't use that phrase. Um, but yeah, these are rightfully mocked. They're ridiculous. Uh, so we'll be interesting to see what they do in the Super Bowl because they paid a lot of money. I think they're going to be one of the fr- I, they're going to have like one of the most expensive spots. I wonder if it's going to be earnest like this again or if they're going to. Um... That would definitely fall under like, um, you know, a very special story or whatever. Best drama. Yeah, whatever. it could if, if they do that. All right. And then so we have Tom Brady and Giselle. Yeah. What are they hawking? So they're sitting around their beautiful living room and. um Oof, I think that is nice. Tom gets a like a an invitation to buy into FTX crypto or maybe Giselle does. I can't remember. They start having a conversation about it and they decide to call all of their friends, most of whom some of whom I think are famous sport people, but many of whom are just like randos who they profess to be friends with. And so like he calls a uh somebody who's just like a bar owner in Boston who's has like labeled as dipshit on his phone because he left the Patriots or whatever. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit funny, you know, sort of like making having fun with like his celebrity and who who people think he is, who he is to various constituencies. Can I talk to you about something? Yeah, we talked about it. I got another 10 years left. <laughs> Maybe 15. <laughs> Not bad. This is big. Now, that's funny. I guess this was written before he retired. It was. It's kind of an f- interesting... Um, Little, I mean, I actually think the joke's funnier now a, that he's retired. It is a funny joke. Can I talk to you about something? Yeah, we talked about it. I got another 10 years left. Maybe 15. Not bad. This is big. Now we see that they're having a conversation, but we're kind of seeing it through a window, so, so we don't know the details. She's showing him. Cut to her, he's been her, sold. Right. What do you think? Are you in? You know what? I'm in. Let's call everyone. Hang on a minute. Oh, how dare you call this number? Okay, I'm in. Whatever. Who's that? That was my mom. Huh. Hey, Donut, don't eat that. Yo, what's up? Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, sounds good. I'm in. I'm in. Hey, Arthur, I quit. Surgery room. Wait, I called it a surgery room. I think operating Operate. Somebody theater. on TBTL <laughs> laughed so hard at me because I kept calling it the surgery room when I went and did my finger <laughs> surgery. Like, do you mean operating room? I'm in. I guess none of these are famous people. I think some of those early guys were. I assume. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Now that I look at it, I don't think any of them. Like are. that dog walker who said "donut, don't eat that." That was just a regular person. I think yeah, so. I think walker. the yeah. first guy he talks to was just a Jets fan. Okay. 
T-Bone. Is it the downstairs toilet again? This is his plumber. Hello, Tom. Doggy coin? Sue, Mark. Are you in? Doggy coin. <laughs> That's such a good little joke. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. All right, this last one might be tough. Okay, so his, his thumb is hovering over the name Bill, and he says this one may be tough. So obviously we're expecting a Bill Belichick reference. Yeah. Nah, he loves you. Probably just getting on the dentist. This guy. First, even if you wanted to come back, we wouldn't take you. Okay, so oh, it's yeah, not Bill it. Belichick. It's this guy who's working behind a bar. Yeah, and I forgot. It doesn't say dipshit. It says traitor on his phone uh, when, when Tom yeah, we would. You're right, we would. What's up? I'm getting into crypto with FTX. You in? We're providing gives 360-degree access to the crypto markets with the ability to trade everything from alts to DeFi. I believe I'm in, but still... What? I don't know, man. Blah, 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 blah. Providing gives 360-degree access to the crypto markets with the ability to trade everything from alts to DeFi. I believe I'm in, but still hate you. Understood. Take care. Best of the family. Is he in? Yep. Did he say he hates you? He did. Even on the phone, that guy sounds handsome. <laughs> He is handsome. I actually um that whatever that guy was saying about um Bitcoin, I just have no <laughs> idea. And I just don't I don't care. There was one thing I found that sort of I know that we're off topic and going along here, but did you actually see this? This was going around the other day. It's actually decent audio that kind of explains Bitcoin in about thirty seconds. Have right. you seen this? Bitcoin? Bitcoin is a here pair digital currency. It's anonymous and it's decentralized. It's a way of making many of peers to track each and every Bitcoin on a public ledger called the blockchain. Since the leverage is a public record, everyone knows Bitcoins are associated with each account and prevents anyone from spending money that isn't there. That's why Bitcoin is attracted to amazing players. Common Sachs, Microsoft, even the Winklevoss twin. Want to try out Bitcoin for yourself? Same way, it brings a digital currency for which it's like coin. And don't worry, it's so U.S. dollars, at least for now. <laughs> that, credit to ClickHole for that. I have that tape saved That's on my great. computer. Um, all right, I think we have one, one more. more commercial Then we can here. go. We can let everybody go. Uh, this is with Kyle Lowry, uh, I, someone I assume to be a basketball player. Uh, was married to Ashton Kutcher? Uh, was not. Okay. Um, and he is being sort of pitched on by some like sort of ad wizard type guy on... Uh, being the the spokesperson for BitBuy, which is I assume a Bitbuy. crypto. I don't know if it's a plat. I assume it's more of like a platform. I don't think any of these are exactly like the coin. You know, the mm-hmm. currency. It's probably more like yeah, they're pl- because the one ways to let you in to getting joke, it. Yeah. yeah, is it Dogecoin? I think it's yeah. Dogecoin. Yeah, yeah. Um, Doggy Coin. Doggy Coin. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um. So he's the the ad guy or the the marketing guy is like pitching him on how they're gonna how they're gonna market this opportunity, but it's um, maybe not the best pitch for Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, our next bit by commercial is about missed opportunities. So many Canadians wish they bought tech stocks or real estate just ten years ago. It's happening again with crypto. Bingo. Here's the idea. Kyle Lowry has missed over 6,000 shots in his career. Don't be like Kyle and miss your opportunity again, and again, and again, and again, and again. Seriously? And again. Yeah. And again. I, 
um, I like the joke. It's like this really janky like video. Like, I love it. Video, and they like animate a tear going down his face as they say, 6,000 shots miss. I think the performance by the ad guy is great. I actually think it's good too. Why Canadians? I don't know. So I see here that this is Canada's first regulated crypto so marketplace. But It's for Canadians. I don't so, know why it's going to be on the Super Bowl so, though. I mean, I'm sure the Super Bowl is shown in Canada, but is it as much of a draw? Like, are, uh, I, I'd be surprised. It's a mystery. I don't know. Huh. We should look that up. Well. So, take a breath. Take a breath. And this I'm, was just a smattering, you know? I mean, we're going to see so many more uh, on Sunday. I'm, I'm, out of all of those, there are only like two that made me really angry, right? Yeah. I don't remember what they you were. Like I don't Nissan. have to go back to them. Yeah, the Nissan You're was mad the at Nissan. epitome You're... of a waste of money, bullshit Super Bowl yeah. commercial. Bigger is better, even if we have no good creativity behind it. Uh, you didn't super love the Bush Light one. Yeah, it's okay. I feel like they just could have done something funnier than, isn't it? And the Bud Light Seltzer, we were Kenny kind of G like. Exists? Yeah, and the know. Bud Light Seltzer. Yeah, but you there's know. some good stuff in there. I think there is. All right, cool. You want to get out of here? Let's do it. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. And for those of you at home who think I say things like, do you want to get out of here just as a way of stalling while I'm looking around for the closing <laughs> music? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And I wish you'd give me the benefit of the doubt. Um, how can people find us, Genevieve? Because people can, can, I mean, not really vote, but, you, you know, push yes. us in one direction or another if you have any strong feelings about the Super Bowl commercials this year and what should win in any particular yeah, category. Yeah, we'd love to get your feedback. It's definitely not a democracy, but please do let us know. Uh, you can call us at 607-444-5597. Again, that's 607-444-5597. You can email us at after these messages show at Gmail or put put it on the Facebook group. You can always put a link there. We do take a look at that. Uh, so if you're seeing something that's getting a lot of buzz, a teaser we missed here that we should have uh, been talking about, please put it on the Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, I hope everybody enjoys uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, watch those commercials. Get at us. And we will talk to you in a week. Anything.